I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Since this episode is dropping the day after Mother's Day, I wanted to share with you something about my mom that happened to me just a week ago. I had woken up early due to the smell of skunk that had completely infiltrated our entire house. Even though we had had no windows open that night, it was sort of a bizarre situation. To make a long story short here, After having the critter people come to check everything out, we fortunately did not have that little critter under our house, yet our house and maybe one of the vents or some area must have gotten seriously sprayed at short range in the middle of the night, maybe due to, our our best theory is that it was like to a, an altercation between a skunk maybe and a raccoon or something else that was right outside. we got a lot of wildlife here. Anyway, the smell literally woke me up. And so I ended up getting out of bed and then snuggling on the couch with our dog, Heidi. And I ended up falling asleep for a while after that. Well, during that time, I had a lucid dream. You know, the kind of dream where you're aware you're dreaming Have you ever had one like that? I don't often remember my dreams, but I occasionally do have a lucid dream. And in this dream, my mom appeared. Now, I should mention, if you don't already know, that she passed away nearly 10 years ago from alcoholism. In my dream, she was standing in my living room wearing a robe with her hair wrapped in a towel on her head, as if she'd just taken a shower. And I was laying on the couch, like in the same lane there, where I actually truly was laying. And she walked over to me as I laid there and handed me a fluffy white pillow, then walked away. And as I saw her in the dream, I remember being shocked And suddenly realizing this was my mom and being completely aware that she is no longer alive. I've had her in some other dreams since she passed, but not in this way where in the dream I knew she was dead. This was the first time that that had happened. Well, at least the first time that I am aware of. As all of this became clear in like an instant, as she handed me the pillow and walked away, I remember I felt an extreme urgency to catch her before she left. And I had the sense that she was leaving because visually 
it was almost like in a movie where there's someone who is starting to vanish, but not in a misty dissolving sort of way, more like almost like a matrix type of digital transition um, of her starting to leave the room, almost as if she was a projection uh, in, in the way that she was in the way it was exiting, like like the digital projection was like breaking up the transmission and then she was going away, like multiple colors and stuff. That's that's what I saw. And I think I spoke, I think I spoke and said, mom, wait, you know, really like kind of screamed out and was able to have her return for a moment. Then suddenly she was laying down with me and I remember that I was then somehow flipped and lying in the other direction on the couch with her and hugging her tightly. And I remember wanting to look closely at her face, and yet I couldn't bring myself to move or let go. And I think I was even afraid to do that because I didn't want the moment to end. I didn't want her to go away. It was like I was, I just was like, I'm just going to stay here where I am. And So instead, I reached up and felt her cheek with my hand. And in the dream, I cried as I said, I miss you so much. Whew. I remember that feeling in that moment. Then it seemed like it was soon after that when I woke up. And I felt such joy and peace I remember feeling truly happy and whether you believe like I do that it's possible for a loved one to visit you in a dream or in any way at all, I'm sure you can agree that there are often messages in our dreams. So I quickly had some thoughts pop into my mind about some of the messages in this dream that were very clear to me. And I mean like Immediately upon waking up, I had these thoughts. First of all, there was a message about the fact that I am loved and cared for deeply and that her mothering spirit is around whenever I need it, even if I can't see or hold her like I did in the dream. That's a message that I felt really clearly. And the pillow itself and that her handing it to me was also a reminder to take care of myself and my neck, especially since last month, I had a lot of very extreme neck tension. Normally it's my upper back that has some issues and my neck too, to some degree, but some very extreme tension that was different than normal. And, um, and and so I've been doing some things to try to to work that out. And so it was interesting that this was part of the dream too, handing me this fluffy white pillow. And then there also was a lot of meaning in what she was wearing. First of all, she wore a robe around the house a lot, especially during my childhood years. But there was also a towel spun up on her head and around her hair as if she'd just gotten out of the shower. And I intuitively knew as soon as I woke up that the message in that, at least this is what I believe and what I felt, 
was as if to say that she has been able to cleanse herself of the challenges of her lifetime, like to wash it away, like as if she was able to, over the past nearly 10 years, while on the other side in another realm, whatever you want to believe, but that's what I believe, but that she was able to wash away the effects of the alcohol and the sadness and the emotional suffering that she had experienced in this life that she had just lived. I didn't have to spend time trying to analyze what I dreamt and tried to come up with a story. I didn't need to look up what it would could possibly mean, you know, on the internet. I've done that before with some dreams. It was more like I had this these instantaneous clear thoughts that came through. And I'm learning to trust when these types of feelings and messages and thoughts come through because there's a certain way they show up for me in my mind and in my body. And the it's so it feels so solid and strong calm and stable and soft and clear. And I've described it before like a whisper, sort of. So I know that it's not like a voice like I'm audibly hearing something, but it's like an inner voice of sorts because it is like an instant message of a few words or a few or just a, a thought that just kind of pops in, sort of formed. And um, when I listen to that, I feel better, and things usually come easier for me, and f- I feel less emotional and physical resistance. And that's what I mean. You know, it's not that something's, that everything's easy, it's just there's more ease and I feel less, less resistance, less, less uh, of my body kind of fighting something or my uh, emotional, you know, reactions are uh, less extreme or, and I'm mentally less grabby, you know, clingy to things and it, it things are just smoother. So there's, there's one other message in all of this. And that is that I am clearly still grieving. And it's no surprise that this would happen close to Mother's Day because this is the time of year that I tend to become the most emotional when thinking about her. It's typically the time that I tend to feel the most sadness and grief. I think of her often. I mean, so often, and especially around Thanksgiving, since that's the time when she passed. But leading up to Mother's Day is when I feel her. And it just, and it's when I feel more emotional, more sadness. And it usually sneaks up on me and surprises me in some way. It's not like I don't know Mother's Day is coming. I know it's coming. I see it on the calendar. And then A week or two before, though, I'll have some emotional moments and suddenly at some point I'll connect the dots and think of her and cry and, you know, express my feelings however I need to. And 
it just is usually commonly around that time. And it's all okay. I believe it's all good. I want to have moments when I feel more connected to her. I want to have times when I'm more emotional. It means I'm human and I'm still here living. And being able to express and to feel these waves of emotions, even when they're painful, means I'm more connected to myself, which is really something that I've been working on in recent years and something that I work with clients on. If you haven't already listened to a recent bonus Cheris Chats episode I did for this podcast, when I had a special conversation with Rhonda Britton, I highly recommend you listen to that. One of the topics we cover is the topic of feelings and feeling your feelings, naming them, understanding them, having a broader vocabulary of them. Because when I first met Rhonda and started working with her as my coach, I was not very skilled at allowing myself to feel my feelings or naming them, you know, beyond very basic, sad, had, glappy, sad, uh, glad, happy, mad, you know, kind of the, the typical ones we learn as a kid. And I, over time, um, I, as I did the work necessary to make significant shifts in my life, I didn't just come to understand the concepts. I actually experienced this to be true, that there is relief and freedom that comes when you let yourself feel more. And that may seem kind of paradoxical, but it, you can get relief and freedom when you feel more because you, I know that you may be thinking, oh God, you immediately think about the discomfort that you feel with certain emotions and you want to avoid that because that's not relief. That feels icky at the moment often. Yet that paradox is, is, exists. And you don't need to let yourself dwell in any uncomfortable emotions. Yet if you allow yourself to feel them, you can watch them move through you quicker than you'd imagine. There's actually a lot more discomfort that comes from avoiding or stuffing them. Remember, there's, if you have heard me talk about this before, there's research that shows that the physiological effects, the chemicals, you know, the associated with a feeling will move through your body within 90 seconds if you let that process happen and complete. We just don't usually allow that. Or what, what typically happens is that we indulge it and react to it and blow it up and take it for a ride. That's a common reaction. Or stuff, 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 stuff. So even when I talk about different skills to, like in the past, if you've heard me talk about PQ reps from positive intelligence or other things, the those tools are still very helpful to center yourself and ground yourself. It, But never do I want you to just dismiss and ignore your feelings, especially especially in a situation like this, for example, any kind of grief, any kind of, uh, all feelings are important as messages to us. 
And there's layers to all of these feelings and experiences in our life. So there's some finesse to some of this, you know, some, it basically takes practice and developing the skills to honor your feelings and yet not have them run your life. My mom didn't allow or welcome in support when she was alive and she didn't really have the um, people and uh, the the resources that I had recently and that we have at our disposal now and that that I offer to my clients now. She really didn't have that in the bulk of her life. And I I went through a lot of years when I didn't really allow support or seek out resources myself, but I did change that. And you can hear more about my experience being coached by someone uh, in the episode with Rhonda, that bonus episode I mentioned, and I'll link to in the comments. And this is what I do now. As a coach and trainer myself, I help people dig in and do the work to feel more peace. That's a big part of what I do. And find different ways to have a more balanced life and change their circumstances because it's possible to change your reality and you deserve to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. So I would love the opportunity to help you more. And I want you to think of this like in my dream when she handed me that pillow. Consider this me handing you a fluffy white pillow. And please go check out my free training at cherisyourlife.com forward slash video. My closing quote for today is by author Sue Monk Kidd. You have to find a mother inside yourself. We all do. Even if we already have a mother, we still have to find this part of ourselves inside. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.